0: Our scripture this morning comes from Luke chapter 7. Hear the word of the Lord. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him, at his feet weeping, But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious Lord, thank you for your word that we might have time to sit and consider with this morning. We pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, our hearts and our minds would be open to receive that word, to receive exactly what you desire for us to hear. And now, gracious Lord, I pray that you would take these words of mine and that you would turn them from water into wine, because Lord, you have said that you will use the simple things of this world and you do miracles with them. So do that again here in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, first, I want to start with giving you a big thank you. Thank you. Three weeks ago, we got very unexpected news that my bro- oldest brother-in-law passed away, and you all have been carrying us in your prayers ever since. And it just means so much to, all, to my husband and I and to our family. Um, All of the messages, all of the cards, so many cards. It's really um, been such a comfort and a blessing. And we are so grateful to be a part of this community, especially at this time in our lives. It's something to be in a community. It's something to be able to share in life together. And you have not allowed any kind of pandemic to stop you from being the church. And we are so grateful for that. It really is a beautiful thing to come together, whether it's the way we expect or whether it's in unexpected ways. Jesus found himself invited to the home of a Pharisee. It was an unexpected invitation, but he was grateful for it and he went. He went to this to this home and for anyone in, in that, time period it was a very well-known expectation that when you entered a home especially for a meal the host would provide water to clean your feet they weren't coming to a table with a bunch of chairs where your feet were tucked nicely underneath they were coming to a table that required them to sit on the floor next to it they required their feet to be kind of close (laughs) It was also expected that when you came into the home of someone else, you would be greeted. You would be welcomed with a kiss on the cheek or or some such greeting. You would be welcomed. It was also expected that you would receive some kind of refreshing. That's really what that oil on the head is about. It's not because, well, I don't know why. Why do you put oil on her head? It was a refreshing. It was just a way of coming in and receiving some refreshing and comfort as you prepared to share in that time together. That was what was expected. But Jesus gives us an example of grace. He did not make a commotion. He didn't ask why he hadn't been shown what was expected. He just went and he sat at the table. And then a woman who had heard that Jesus was there found her way in. I think it must have been a large gathering because how else does some uninvited guest just get to make their way in? Uh, but she came and found her way to Jesus. And she was just so overcome. She was just crying, crying out of, out of love and gratitude for this man. And as she, as she found herself kneeling there next to him, this uninvited and unexpected guest did the very things that had been expected by the host. But it was by her tears that she provided water to wash Jesus' feet. It was, it was her that gave the kiss, the greeting. But to his feet, and she took that perfume in an alabaster jar, and she poured it upon his feet. Simon, oh, Pharisee Simon, he wasn't going to say anything. He knew. He knew what was going on, this sinful woman. Jesus didn't ask him what he was thinking. Jesus responded. I love that part. <laughs> Jesus, he knows what you're thinking. <laughs> you don't have to say it out loud. He knows all of the things that we even think. And he responds to, to Simon by saying, Tell me what you think. Two people are forgiven a debt. One is significantly greater than the other. Who of the two will be more grateful? Well, I suppose the one who was forgiven more. Yes, Jesus said. That's correct. So then, Simon, these things that I expected to receive when I came into your home, you did not do. But this uninvited, unexpected guest has completed all of those expectations in a way that none of us would have anticipated. Isn't that something about our expectations? About how things that are unexpected can fulfill in a way that we never anticipated. Those expectations are all around us, aren't they? We, I'm sure, have things within our own family or within our community, right? There's just certain things that we know, certain things that we expect and anticipate, that if you're going to do such and so, this is the way it will probably be done. And yet I would say that for many of us, we're probably witnessing, if you haven't seen a lot of it, it's coming, how things that we grew up with, those expectations that we lived with, were taught are not being taught anymore. And so there are some younger generations who are needing to learn. They, they don't know our expectations unless we share with them what they are. And yet they're being held to a standard that they don't even know. There are expectations that, that might come with our families, right? If Sunday dinners, certain expectation. Uh, I had an aunt, well, it was my dad's cousin, but I always called her Aunt Maureen. And before she passed, we shared several lunches together. She shared with me at our first lunch that she had expectations for our time together. I was grateful for that. (laughs) Two expectations. She would buy lunch, we would have a lovely time together, and, and we would have wonderful food The second expectation was that as we were leaving, I would thank her for the meal. And then when I got home, I would also send her a thank you note. Okay. And so that first lunch, I thanked her as we left, as I would have. But then I thought, okay, I have to remember to send her a thank you note. Well, two days later which for her was the amount of time it would have taken for the mail to have gotten to her. I got an email. Ty, I haven't received your thank you card yet. Okay. (laughs) Now, if a thank you card is not something you would prefer to send, you could send me an email instead. Okay. (laughs) So she got the thank you note. But our second lunch, she clarified. She said, you know, Ty, if my mother came home from a dinner at someone's house, as soon as she got home, she would sit and write the thank you note and it would be in the the mailbox before she went to bed that night. Well, there is an expectation I had not quite anticipated in preparing to send my thank you note. (laughs) But we all have expectations whether they're within our family or within our community, even within our church family. And whether we realize it or not or are willing to admit it, they're not all the same. Families have different expectations of what what will happen in their home and the way they do things. And if we don't tell someone, they're not going to know what to expect. And, you know, it happens with work, too, or even just in friendship, in school. You come together for a project. You know what the end goal is. You have one way of doing it. The person you're working with, they have another way of doing it. It's going to get you to the same goal, but it's different expectations. Not because they were wrong. They'll still get to the same place. But We have to learn, then. To show grace and listen and communicate and understand and talk through those kind of things. Because it could be in the unexpected plan of another that we find a better way. And then there are times when you're just caught off guard, right? When, when someone offers or does something for you and it is Completely unexpected, and you find yourself saying, even that, I-, I wasn't expecting this at all, or you didn't have to do that. It was unexpected, but it doesn't mean that you aren't able to receive it and be grateful for it. A couple weeks ago, as our family gathered, as so many will do, food was brought to the home of the family member we were staying at. And the family member, though, that we were staying with is vegan and we're not. And, and so, I mean, I love vegetables, but there were a couple of times where we just sat and laughed because we thought, you know, I'd really love Chinese food right now, or maybe some pizza because I'm grieving and I could use some comfort food but there were lots of vegetables. (laughs) But we were still grateful for what was brought, for the care that was given, even if it wasn't what we expected. (laughs) There are so many times that our expectations aren't met or we are told that we should be a certain way if we want a certain thing. Even within the church, there are so many times that that people are told you must do and behave and look and act a certain way if you think you can come to the table of the Lord. But I want you to hear that it's not the expectations that anyone else has communicated to you that you need to worry about when you come to the table of the Lord. And I want you to hear that there are some expectations that you can have every time you come to the table of the Lord that are true. That there are expectations that you can have that will never change. There are expectations you can have when you come that will show again and again the goodness and faithfulness of God. Because our God does not change but remains true and steadfast. One of the things that you can expect every time you come to this table is grace. You can expect every time that God is waiting for you with a gift of of unmerited favor, with, with this gift of grace that says, I don't care what you did this week. I don't care what you did an hour ago. My grace, my love, my understanding is here for you at the table of the Lord. At the table of the Lord, you can always expect forgiveness. Because wherever it is that we've just come from, wherever it is that that grace has ushered us in with, it can be forgiven right here too. And God will always offer forgiveness. You can expect that at the table of the Lord. And you can expect that while Jesus may have been crucified, died, buried, he did rise again, and he does sit next to the Father. But Jesus himself also is found at this table. That when we take part in this bread and this cup, the very real presence of Jesus is right here, is right here with us. This holy mystery, this This beautiful mystery of how Jesus' presence is always found at the table of the Lord. And the other thing that you can expect to always find here is that you are welcome. That everyone is welcome at the table of the Lord. And it is not because some denomination has used that as a nice little tagline. It is not because Chippewa United Methodist Church has for centuries said, had a pastor that says, come, you're welcome to have communion here. No, it is not because of what anyone has said. It is because of what God has said. God invites all people to the table of the Lord. Not because it's what is expected, but it's because in the very unexpected places of life that we find ourselves in, we can all come with the assurance and confidence that this table is for all of us.